You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCBP. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast. It's Jeremy. It's Tanner. What's up, bud? Nothing much, man. You know, just having a good time, getting ready. Less than 30 days till hockey, so let's go. Is this posting? It'll be 26 days until Blackhawks hockey starts. About what 25 till regular season? I think the, we we said North American hockey is the true start. So just uh, yeah. October 11th will be the uh, official over, start. See shit. Yeah, especially because it's Nashville. Fuck Nashville. Um. Anyway, so yeah, hockey is coming up. We're gonna start our division previews today. But before we get into that, we'll get into a little bit of housekeeping news with the uh, with Chicago Blackhawks, the little Hots talk, quick hits. Uh, first off, a big one that kind of came out and kind of came out of nowhere because you really hear anything about it. Jake McCabe underwent successful cervical, uh, uh, cervical spine surgery and is expected to miss uh, 10 to 12 weeks. First off, holy shit. That sounds like... Uh, a fucking tough pill uh, to swallow uh, pain-wise. Like, I can't imagine what he was going through and what happened to get to that point. Second yeah. off, kind of kind of a blessing in disguise a little bit. And I, I, know that sounds, I know that sounds horrible to say that way, but the way I'm looking at it now, this opens up a defensive slot and an opportunity for some of the younger guys to, to step up. Hey, I know you're shaking your head. And let me say this, <laughs> younger guys. I'm talking about Ian Mitchell, um, maybe Bowden. Even though I don't know how old Bowden is 21 only still, right? Yeah, he's he's still young. Where Mitchell's like 23, 24. Yeah, Mitchell's 23. I know that. I think he's coming up to contract year. So it's kind of maybe time to like hey, get out there and see what you can do type of thing. I feel like out of all the defensive prospects, he might be the one to kind of push into that role. Maybe it's like the first shot at it. Yeah, I think I think it is his position to lose at this point going into training camp. Let's see. I mean, we do need more right-handed defensemen on the on the team, and it, I believe he is right-handed, so that's one helpful thing. Right-handed defenseman. Um, Philip Roos, as I said, R-O-O-S. Yeah, Roos or Rooster. He's uh he's a twenty three year old prospect as well, so he might get some uh might get a look yeah, he, there. He was just signed in that off in the off season, so maybe he does. Yeah, uh, Jacob uh Jacob Glavis, Galvis, Galvis, yep, Jacob. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm Jacob saying? Galvis. <laughs> he's another twenty three year old. Um, and even Regula, he's twenty two. He had had some decent time up uh, up with the team last year, so. Mm-hmm. I think it's an opportunity where I said it's a blessing in disguise. It's like one Mitchell can get in there. I think kind of prove that the spot he lost last year belongs to him. And two, you could you could rotate these young guys in there for you know a game or two just to kind of just a little yeah. taste, a little taste. See see if anybody has a little little bit of shine in them for it. Um, yeah, I mean, regular finished the season with the Hawks and was looking pretty decent. But I don't know. I kind of agree. Like probably Mitchell would probably be the guy that they go for first. Cause I think like he regular had a good season to end the year, like had a good couple of games. Yeah. I feel like he might 
he had 26 points in 41 games in Rockford. I feel like maybe because the Hawks are going to be too good, maybe he is like top line in Rockford. Yeah. So I think that would make sense. Like, where I don't know what did Mitchell do last year? 35 points in 57 games. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they split some time up on the on the big man roster, or maybe the Hawks just go out and sign PK Subban. Like, why not? <laughs> Ah, uh, PK Poo. You didn't expect that to come. <laughs> oh, now, well, yeah, we kind of said last week, we're like, hey, I, unless it takes like an injury, I don't think anybody's getting added to it. And boom, right on cue, somebody goes down. Um, A lot of people keep talking about Velas- uh, Vlasic yeah. taking that spot. And I disagree with that a lot. I know he might be ready to make the jump and all this kind of stuff, but I still think he's only 21 years old. Don't rush him. Not now, not this year. The difference with him versus the other guys is I feel like classics, like the stay at home defenseman where like, I don't know, he maybe plays in the minors and kind of bullies guys around, or he like tries to hold his own weight, like up in, in the show. Yeah. He's huge. He's yeah. fucking huge. Like that's the greatest part about him. Six six, and he's listed at six six and two hundred pounds. So that's actually kind of like I would say probably underweight for being six six. Oh yeah. But, I just I get I get nervous with that because of like, I think he's being built as being like, the decor centerpiece of the future. Like maybe. like the Duncan Keith of this future decor a little bit. Like that's the guy that they are going to put their, all the eggs in the, in his basket and let him kind of control the D and be, be the guy. And they want, like they want you. I I feel like with the way you're talking, it would be more like a Seabrook role. Like, okay. Yeah. One of the top two guys. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, maybe. Cause I feel like what they would want out of like a Keith would be like, going with the Kevin Korchinski with that first round pick. Like Fair. that's probably what they, I don't know if that's the pairing they're looking for is Korchinski and Vlasic, but that's the future. I messed up my pay. I messed up my comparison. I apologize, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if we're just going based off of what we've seen before, like those are the kind of guys that like, yeah. seem to, like those are the roles that fit what they are kind of like looking like, I guess. That's fair. But who knows? I don't know. I, I really liked when Dalvis was playing yeah. anytime last year, too. And then there, there's also that Ethan Del Mastro kid who's, uh, I think he was just at World Juniors. Yeah, he was playing for Canada World Juniors. I think he was a late addition, like, uh, filled in for an injury. But um, he's I, probably going to just be in juniors this year. But, like, that's another guy I think they're looking forward to in the future. Who was a fourth-round pick, but... He had 48 points in 68 games last year in in the OHL. There was like, there was an Instagram account that just did like the top 100 prospects, and he was actually number 100. It that was um, I saw that too. Was that NHL discussion or puck report? But that's based off of um, elite prospects. That's what. Oh, I have it. I have it pulled up right oh, here. Shit. It's puck report NHL. But yeah, it's from um, elite prospects, like their their webpage. So yeah, Ethan Del Mastro was. Okay. Well, I, I guess since we're gonna talk like briefly talk about this he's yeah he was number 100 and then the other hawks prospects on the list were lucas reichel at 55 so i think like maybe 
I don't know if we overvalue him or if they undervalue him, but they also have Kevin Korchinski at 49. But I think the coolest was they had Frank Nazar at uh, 14. Let's go. I mean, I am so excited about that kid. Like, I Yeah, there's tons of upside for him, which would be amazing. And I feel like as long as we can finally hold on to a first-round pick instead of fucking trading them away again, I think Nicholas Bowden is the only one we have from the last, since, like, Kane. And he, yeah, he he's really, like, the lost or forgotten, like, defensive prospect, I feel. Yeah. Like, instantly, anybody, when it's like, oh, we need a defenseman to come up, who's it going to be? Not one person matches him. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Yeah, I don't know. At this point, I'm hoping it's a like he's gonna just be solid, but who knows? <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at cap friendly and like the defensemen in our process and our, our like non roster players. Nolan Allen, I'm kind of excited for. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he's 19 he's, years I old. We have him as a that was a first round pick last year. Yeah, it's 2021, 32nd overall. Uh, you got that Isaac Phillips who he played a couple games with the Hawks last year too, and he looked pretty good for for his time up there. I know he was just kind of really, like, tossed out there for a couple – I think it was, like, two games up in the beginning of the season. Yeah, like the very beginning of the season. Yeah. And he, he didn't look out of place either. And no, he's, like, he looked, a six-rounder or something yeah, he like looks that good. too. He is – what is it? He's also a big guy too, I think, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 6'2", 188. Or yeah. sorry, sorry, 6193. Nationality Jamaican and Canadian. Mm-hmm. That's fucking cool. Yep. But it's like I think there's enough prospects. It's just this is gonna be one of those tests. Big test for Kyle Davidson is does he do the standway and, and rush these guys up and then break them and then try to trade them because they're not gonna work, or does he let them Get some experience, learn the 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 pro game a little bit, and, and call them up when they're ready. I think I, I mean he has the luxury of being able to do that. Where I feel like Bowman was tight to the cap, and he needed these guys that were on ELCs to perform at like NHL level already because they couldn't really afford any other NHL like level players. Yeah. So it kind of did kind of fuck a lot of people up. Um. But yeah, I think like that was the whole point about bringing Jack Johnson in too. It's, you want to get the veterans that are just going to use like take the roster spots now and that have the other guys just play their game in juniors and play their game um, in Rockford and just get those, used to it. Those Rockford guys playing together and getting an experience together. I mean, minimize the growing pains as much as possible. Like there is going to be still going to be some growing pains when you come up to the NHL. Obviously, it could be games a lot faster. I mean, I know it's just the AHL, the NHL, but still, it's a different game. Yeah. So it's like I mean, there's can... no McDavid in the AHL. Right. So, like, as soon as you step out there on the ice with that guy, and then you're like, so oh, it... shit, like, this is legit. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So it's like if you can minimize the growing pains to where it's like, okay, I got to learn how to play against McDavid versus I got to learn how to play against McDavid and also have to learn how to play with this guy and also have to learn how to play this system, you know, kind of yeah. like, Minimize that as much as possible, and I think that's what the ultimate goal is here. Oh, absolutely. And that's the good thing about the contract links that we have going on right now, too. Like, 
we'll have a, a ton of roster turnover, but we'll probably end up being one of the younger rosters in the next like two, three years. And these guys that are going to be playing in the AHL that did well last year, made the playoffs are going to be the ones leading the show. And they're only going to be like max 25, 26 years old. Let's go. Yeah. It's a lot of like exciting things to look forward to. It's just right now we're kind of in that, you know, tank tank mode. So like, it's going to be a lot of guys that, are going to be trying to play for contracts elsewhere, but also trying to gain value. And then, Hey, we're moving them and we're gaining like assets and everything. It's going to be great. Like we said, yeah, they're playing for contracts. We need to do just good enough where, you know, you get your contract, but not good enough where we're winning games that we don't need to win. And that contract is not going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, other little hot talk news here. Uh, the promo schedule was announced, and obviously the highlight was the Hosa retirement jersey retirement night, uh, November twentieth against Pittsburgh. We were all hoping for the Atlanta Thrashers would be the team they played against, but you know, just doesn't work out that way. But he goes up to the Raptors. It starts sparking the debate about who goes up next. Don't want to get into that. I think it's, I think it's gonna be Duncan Keith. I think Duncan Keith gets announced probably next year. Yeah, and then all that kind of stuff. Because um, wouldn't isn't his deal up before everyone else? I think his deal's up next year. Oh no! I mean, it's I guess he is retired. He's just we have the recapture penalty, so he's he's retired and we oh, got he... the the penalty. Whereas like Seabrook is still like LTIR, not retired. How fucked up is that that when we hear a player is done, we all automatically assume he's LTIR and <laughs> not actually retired? <laughs> like, yeah, right? That's kind of weird. <laughs> Tell me the GMs manipulate this league without telling me that they actually manipulate this league. <laughs> Retirement. There you go. The bone I got to pick with the Blackhawks with that, though, is tickets once set on sale for single single game tickets. Awesome. I want to go pick up some for the host tonight. 300 section the entire season. It's about $35 for a ticket up there. Host a night started at $150 for 300 section. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, yeah, no way. Like, come on. I'm going to wait. I'm going to get no free ads with game time app. I will use them and get tickets like day of and go see Hosa for a fraction of the cost. But I'm there's no way I'm not going to that game. That's going to be too awesome. And to get the the little retirement like replica banner, that's going to be that's going to be sick. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Uh the other the last thing I have for Hot's talk is the prospect tournament games scrimmages. oh yes 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 that got announced and as i'm bringing this up i realized i forgot to pull it up the actual rosters but there were some interesting names on there that i could i know off the top of my head that i will bring up while i'm pulling this up is um lucas yeah, Reichel's have... plan oh yeah yeah yeah. it's just Which... a prospect showcase so who do they end up uh they just who do they play is it like they play like Minnesota and Minnesota's players always trying to like fucking injure everybody? Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So it is. Yeah. We'll face off Minnesota wild for two games, Friday and Sunday, Friday um, at 7 PM, Sunday at 1 PM. 
Um, games are taking place at Fifth Third Arena, which is the Blackhawks practice arena, for those of you who don't know. Um, so the forwards are do you have it pulled up? Because I'm yep. just I'm not gonna butcher I'm not gonna butcher all these guys' names. So you Evan go. Barrett, DJ Bud Bus Decker, Colton Doc, Cole Gutman, Gavin Hayes, Paul Ludwinski, Riley McKay, Jakob Poor, Lucas Reichel, Samuel Savoy, uh Joseph Serpa. Josiah Slavin and Michael Tepley. Those are the forwards. It was a little um, weird. Nazar was down there. No, it's not. It's not that weird. Where's he at? None of none of the NCAA guys are going to be on this team on this prospect showcase. Oh, that's right. He is NCAA. I forgot. I thought he was yeah. still a developmental team. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. So like the guys that are going to be missing are Nazar, Kaiser, Slaggart, Regula, Comesso, and uh, Rinzel. Also, I think Regula. I don't know. I don't know why. Regular's not on it, but Reichel's on it. That also is kind of weird because regular regular played too many games or something. Or I don't. Does that does that work so. that way? I don't really think so. Huh? I don't know. Um, but for defensemen, you got uh, Nolan Allen, Louis Crevier, Ethan Del Mastro, Jakob Galvis, Kevin Korchinski, Isaac Phillips, Philip Roos, and Alex Vlasic. I feel like Vlasic played more games than regular, didn't he? Um, let me see. Vlasic played <laughs> games. He played 15? Yeah. And regular. Is it re- regular or regula? I think we have this conversation. They both played 15. They both played 15. Oh, is it because re- I'd say regular, or sometimes I do say regular. I don't know. I say regular for the most part. It might be because re- regular's 21. No, because Josiah Slavin's 23. I don't know. Maybe it's just they decided not to let him play. <laughs> um, anyway, the goalie's going to be Jackson Stauber and uh, Mitchell Weeks. And that explains to why Camesso wasn't there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the NCAA thing. Comesso and Rinzel, too. The 25th overall pick from this year, because I think he's going to Minnesota. Yes. Uh, so there's four players drafted from this year in this. Um, all games are – both games are going to be streamed on BlackHots.com. Uh, I believe I said – I already said time. 7 p.m. Central on Friday and 1 p.m. Central on Sunday. I will miss Sunday's game, but I'll probably tune into Friday's. Anyway, no, I mean, it's, it's really hard to kind of base anything off of this. It's just kind of more of like, Hey, let's see how these guys are. I'm just hoping because it's Minnesota. And like you said, they like to hurt everybody, try to hurt everybody that they don't take a run at like Reichel, who I think is projected to make the team uh, this year out of camp. I feel like whoever's coaching that team, like once they see like how the tempo is going, maybe they just be like, all right, uh, Lucas, you're gonna go take a seat. <laughs> I can just see like uh, uh, Coach Richardson's up in like the sky bots above the ice, and then as soon as it goes on, he's got like a fucking like dead eye with the because it's the rock for coach, and then it's just like uh, cut it down, like shut yeah. it down, like get him off of there. Give Vlasic out there, just start pumping guys. <laughs> yeah, <God. laughs> oh, that'd be great. Um, so that's gonna be uh, kind of cool. So first little taste of hockey for sure. I mean, if you're interested in that. Uh, other than that, do you have anything else for Hot Stock? 
Mm, no. All right. So mm. we're kicking. Ki- uh? You're good. But, oh, yeah, no, I, I said, you were, I, okay. said I said nope. Okay. All right. So we're kicking off our division previews with the Metropolitan Division. Um, Metropolitan. Metropolitan. I always say Metro, then I was like, ah, but it's actually the Metropolitan. I didn't know what to commit to, and I kind of said it weird. Whatever. Thanks for calling me out. I feel so conscious. You're welcome. Thanks. You should feel better. All right. So the way we're going to go through this um, is we're going to start with how the teams finished this past season. Um, so we'll kick it off in Carolina. Uh, they won the division last year with a 54, 20, and 8 record, 116 points. Now, my list I have here, I wrote down the names I thought were key that came in and left. Not anybody. I, I just didn't want to write everybody down. Not necessarily. necessarily yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody. So I have Paul Stasny, one-year deal. Matt Petretti traded for um, future considerations. And then mm. Brett Burns. Brent Burns. I Brent. always Brent, Brent. Brent Burns comes in. Well, it's fucking jacked and ready to go, by the way, from the few photos that have gone out of him down in Carolina. Um, they all came in. The main piece that they uh lost was Tony D'Angelo, who got traded to Philly. Trochak. Oh, that's right. He was on there. Yep. I couldn't remember where Trochak played last year. Yeah, and Trochak, who signed in New York, which we'll get to that in a little bit. Match yeah. Pacioretty is going to miss a decent amount of time. He tore his – was it tore his Achilles? I don't remember exactly, but, yeah, it was like an Achilles issue. Yeah, so he hurt something with his Achilles. He's out for, I think, six months. So I think it was they were saying by February. February. Heck, yeah. Yep. This team's, this team's going to be sick. Yeah. Hey, also Calvin DeHaan on a PTO. So, I they're I mean they're going to be so good. I always love watching Andre Svechnikov play. I can never get enough of that guy. He's so so amazing. Um, who else did they just like small things? I don't know. Nothing really crazy. Nothing. But they're returning mostly the same team. That kid, uh, Seth Jarvis, I think has been pretty good for him last year, 40 points in 68 games in his rookie season. I mean, they're just going to be good. They're going to be so good. Bringing back both goalies. Their their big issue last year in the playoffs was the fact that both of their goalies went down. Yeah. And they had their prospects, Kochekov, Kochekov, and, like, he didn't do terrible, but it's kind of like, let's see, he only played three games in the NHL, and then played four games in the playoffs. <laughs> and had a little run-in with uh, Marchant, too, right? Yeah. Marchand, yeah, like, we're, yeah he, like, or... slashed him yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And, I mean, that's their goalie of their future, too. So, it was it's good that he got a little bit of time, but, I mean, you probably didn't want to depend on him on your playoff run. Yeah. You have, like, these two other guys that had both – both have really great seasons. And it was a, such a weird year, too, because they had that goalie turnover like that. It was a whole new goalie tandem, yeah. from, right? Yeah. yeah. Both both Fre- uh, Frederick Anderson and Antti Ratna yeah. both came in. Instead of James Reimer and, like, Peter Mrazek or something, I don't know. Like, it was um, Ned. Um, Nedeljkovic. That's yeah. right. Coming off the Calder Trophy nomination. Yeah. Jeez. He got traded to Detroit for a third-round pick, which Detroit did again with another defensive prospect or goalie prospect. But we'll talk about that when we next next week. Oh yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so I think I mean is it safe to say it's their division to lose? 
And then yeah. also, is it cup or bust for this team? Um, no, I think that like it's not cover bust because they have a a lot. They have like next year still. A lot of their guys are still locked up for another year. Jordan, so coming up after the season, Jordan Stahl, uh, Jesper, he's, he's also going to be thirty five. So right. Jesper, maybe Fass. maybe he keeps playing, but he's definitely not going to be making six mil. Jesper Fast. Fast, um, yeah. Andre Kasha, Paul Stastny, like Wolves came in this year. Like those are guys that you can fill those spots. Like their main core is all signed for at least another year. Oh my god! Hey. Like Sebastian Aho is going to need a contract in two years. That's probably the big. Oh, and Tara Vinen. But like, How even signed till twenty nine twenty. Or twenty nine thirty, dude. That's just insane. Seeing that, that number, like that's not a real year yet. That's obs- like that's a that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See in the year twenty thirty when your deal ends. Jesus, <laughs> that's uh, Seth Jones. So, <laughs> oh God. But and yeah, then... like so, like this year is not like the only year they have. Like they have plenty of time. I think like they might have to refigure or retool like their goalie situation after this season. Yeah, they're both but, up this year. But I mean, you can probably just re-sign one of them, and then maybe that Kachekov guy is going to be ready to back up. Like, we'll see. Like, he's not he's not bad. Plus, I think, yeah, I think Freddie oh, yeah, I mean, would be good. This year they, is good. probably going to be one of their best shots, though, just because they do have Patch ready at seven mil. And I mean, once oh, he's he comes in, like that's going to be a pretty stacked top six, like even top nine. God damn, dude, they're going to be deep. Yeah, they're going to be just so deep. They're going to be such a complete team. So, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be any kind of cakewalk or anything like in that division, but it's it's obviously theirs to win. Balls in their court, what they do with it is going to be up to them and, and hopefully they stay healthy because this is a fun team to watch. Um, they made the Jersey change this year. They're bringing that black Jersey as their new home Jersey. They revealed their 25th anniversary Jersey, which is essentially the, the original Carolina hurricane Jersey, which is the toilet bowl. So sick. I love, I like that logo. I know people. I, do I, do, I, I think it's such a cool logo. I don't understand the hate it gets, but whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you got anything else you want to talk about with Carolina? Uh no, I mean they're, I think that they're just gonna be a real fucking solid team. Goddamn. Yeah, um, I'm mean, just looking looking at the rest of the teams in the division. Like nobody sets the meter off like those guys. No, at <laughs> least at least not with the roster yet. And when yeah. I say that, I'm talking about the New York Rangers, who finished second in the division last year, uh, 52, 24, and six for 110 points. And I am blanking. They were conference final, right, against Tampa. Yes. Yes. Okay. I was making sure I couldn't remember which series that was. Um. So fresh off a conference final appearance. Yeah, they beat Carolina. Yeah, that's right. So, Carolina beat Boston. Carolina lost to the Rangers, and then Rangers yeah, lost right. to Tampa. Yeah, because the Rangers went through Pittsburgh, Carolina. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yes. Um. So the, the main Rangers goal- struggled to get through Pittsburgh. Yes, they did. Their third line goalie. <laughs> yeah, that was third string goalie. I mean, yeah. That was brutal. Um, 
main piece come in, as you mentioned before, uh, Trocek signs a seven-year ticket, uh, which I think overpay a little bit. I mean, solid. He's in, he was an all-star a few years ago when he was in Florida, but like they also didn't really have anything else going on for him. Yeah, I guess I don't know why. 51 points in 81 for. games. Yeah, I thought for some reason I thought it was more of like the, the six range, not the not five. Ten, so. 10 points in 14 playoff games last year. Like, I think he's just like a solid player. Yeah, good. I mean, good. He's only 29. That's crazy, too. I feel like he's been around for a while. Really? I feel like he hasn't. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess I just because like... he's moved around a lot. Because what Florida, Carolina, now New York, mm-hmm. maybe that's what it is. Um, so that was like the main piece that came in. They they traded away, uh, Nemeth and Georgiev. Georgiev. Oh uh, yes, Alexander Georgiev. 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 Yeah. Uh, Nemeth went to Arizona, and Georgiev. Georgiev. Whatever, going to uh Colorado to replace Colorado. Uh, Darcy Kemper. Signed a contract okay. immediately. So now the reason why I said before going into this is right now Carolina Panthers, no other team in or Carolina Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes, no other team in the division like sparks anything like they do. But New York Rangers, they are being heavily associated with Patrick Kane. Yeah, you pick up Patrick true. Kane, and I think you add New York to the same level as Carolina for this division. Kind of, <laughs> kind of. It was just uh, there's a thing about Ra- the Rangers that I re- forgot. I remember hearing, um, like in the last like couple months, but like they had a lot of games where they gave up way more shots than the other team that they still won. <laughs> Like they depended so much on Shesterkin that last season, it kind of propelled them. Like, and he played so well, that's why it kind of propelled them to that second place spot in like yeah. the conference finals. So, I mean, he had a great season, but he will likely have to repeat that in order for them to be like right up there with Carolina. Last season was a perfect example of what a good goal a good goalie can do for you. Yeah, like he willed that team many times like they're not a bad team but there was plenty plenty of games where i think like they got out shot and the other team had like close to 50 shots and they still won <laughs> yeah and like their defense doesn't really like do much for me i mean obviously they got adam fox who is just unreal um truba the name captain this year with panarin having the awesome tweet like hey congratulations but it should have been me which mm-hmm. is kind of funny um Miller is, I think, going to be a great defenseman. He's super. I love. Great. I love watching Keandre Miller. Yeah, he is awesome watching already, and he's only twenty two. Um, but other than that, there's really nobody that like. Lindgren maybe is another guy that's kind of like yeah he's he's solid, solid but it's not like yeah it's not like a oh shit look at that guy type of situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They did re-sign Capocacco, uh, two years, two point one million per. Yeah, I think he gets pooped on a bit. Like a he got bit. sat. He got sat in that like uh, game seven against Tampa. Yeah, and, and it's... that line was doing like pretty great. Lafreniere, Caco, and uh, Heedle. The kid line. Yeah, 
I mean, that's, I mean, I think the surprising thing for me is like Lafreniere, like was a huge deal going into that draft year. And I feel like he just hasn't been like as hype as like the hype was. <laughs> I was thinking about that too. Like, do you think maybe there's something to do because it's the Rangers and it necessarily was a team that didn't need him. So it's not as noticeable. Like he's not as noticeable out there. Where if he went to like Arizona, he's only or- got fifty-two points in one hundred thirty-five games. Like, I don't. No, that's know, what like I'm saying. How you're, how you're like not able to produce on what a team line, what, that is playoff bound, basically. What line does he typically play on, though? That's what I'm asking. Like, is it like because like? Well, if he was gonna play like first overall, he could be on the top two lines. He's projected to be top line right now. Oh really? According to Cap Friendly. Oh yeah. They have that him on the depth chart with yeah. Lock or with Sabanajad and Panarin. Yeah. That'd be kind of sick. I mean that's Ooh. a Ryan Strom. Wasn't he on that line? Yeah, he was on that line. That's who they lost. Strom's that's the, that's they the lost. big loss. Yeah. But I mean Where do you want can, Anaheim? can he step up? He's only twenty years old anyway. What's up? He went to Anaheim, right? Strom? Yeah, he went to Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah, and then I mean, does Chris Kreider put in another fifty goals? Like he, like what before that? Like his closest was twenty nine. Yeah, that was a fucking insane. What what the hell happened there? Twenty. He had twenty eight twice, and then he puts up fifty two. Like, is he gonna do that again? Like that's a that's a big help. <laughs> I'm gonna go on a limb and say no, but I don't know. It's like. I mean, Lafreniere has all the chances in the world right now to, to and, oh, and it's like the perfect setup. If he's going to play right wing instead of left wing, he gets to have like kind of like Patrick Kane role on yeah. having his, on his, yeah, he's got his, his um, shooting hands or shooting side to the inside where Panarin has it too. So like cross ice, like one timers. Like, I'm glad you point that out because so I, I'm a lefty in hockey. I always wanted to play right wing, and I had people telling me, why would you do that? That's your offhand. And it's like, because you're opened up then. Like, I don't yeah. understand why people don't understand that concept and why that makes so much more sense. I mean, offensively, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, defensively, not it's as much. Tough. Yeah, that, yeah. But, like, the other thing, too, is, like, if you're, if you're right-handed playing the left side on any kind of breakout, your stick's towards the boards. Like, that's pretty good. Yeah. And you're not catching things on the backhand if they're ringing around the boards, you know, like that's a big deal. Like just puck possession in general, but it does make it more difficult to like do break-ins into the zone because you'd have to pull the the puck across your body to go deep into the, into the corner. But I don't know if you're fucking good, do it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think about him being LaFanier being packaged in the, in a cane deal? You think they would do that? Oh, he's struggling yeah. this year. Sure, why not? Like he would get all the ties time in the world. I don't know if he's going to be any better, but Lafreniere and Bedard—that'd be kind of sick. <laughs> um, one of the things too that like is kind of an addition for them that I uh, is it was kind of hurt could have hurt them last year was Sammy Blay. He was injured for like the entire season. He played fourteen uh, games, had four yeah, assists. Right. He was in the Buchnevich trade. Um. So he might be able to like be pretty decent. I don't know if he stays healthy. But yeah. Um they still have Ryan Reeves. Barclay Goudreau, who I is like it's so funny to me that they traded for him and 
gave him the deal that they did and he's currently listed he's only like a third or fourth line player so like paying close to four million for a guy that's like an energy third fourth line player is very uh marcus krueger vibes for me i was gonna say the you know he had the bickle deal yeah that's what it is performs in the playoffs and then gets paid for for that yeah and then jimmy vc's on a pto don't forget rangers legend back in they also have Ryan Carpenter, who I always love Ryan Carpenter's game. That guy is a good spark plug. Yeah, that's a guy I wish could have it could have worked out better here in Chicago. I, I definitely liked him on the team, but it just for the situation just didn't make sense for him to be here. No. Long term and all that. But yeah, so I mean the Rangers, I think they're gonna be good. I think they're I I personally I know we're gonna talk about you know, we we think Roy's finishing at the end here, but I I personally think one two is pretty much locked as as these two teams. It potentially. I mean, anything can happen, but yeah. like if if Shesterkin goes down for any period of time, well, that team is screwed. Yeah, they Locks are fucking their backup. Screwed. Yeah, like he's a he. I mean, was used to be a solid backup. I don't know. I didn't really pay attention while he was in Vancouver, but I'm sure he's serviceable still 17 games played last year at a two nine four goals against average uh 90 save percentage and he was four and seven well i'm sure they're just gonna be looking for him to play maybe 12 games <laughs> get just started out there for fucking 70 yeah. um but right. yeah i mean he goes down like that's the thing like they have a lot of like really good guys but like if Fox, Panarin, Shesterkin goes down, that team is going to take a, a pretty big hit. Like, no, no depth. No they, depth. I, they don't, yeah, they don't have the depth that Carolina has or like a lot of the top teams have. Yeah, no, yeah, no next man upside for situation. Um, all right, let's go over to the team that the Rangers knocked out last year, barely in the playoffs, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, who sidebar reverse retro jerseys are getting. Uh, leaked and yeah. announced on October again. Leaked the nineteenth. Announced on the twentieth. Um, Pittsburgh. It came out that Pittsburgh's using the Robo Penguin logo again. So that's gonna be cool. I'm all about it. That um, was like the first logo on my uh, my first travel team when we were the Oak Park Eagles. It was oh, the really? exact same logo, but it didn't have the penguin head. It had an eagle head. Oh, that's awesome. That was the coolest. <laughs> same colors and everything. It had the oh, gold and cool. black and white. It was awesome. Um, all right, so Pittsburgh last year finished 46, 25, and 11 uh, for 103 points. Like we said, it got knocked out by the Rangers in the first round. Um, in uh, Petrie, Ruda, I think those were like the two main pieces. Um, Petrie. Jeff Petrie. Oh, oh okay, yeah, okay. Um, yes. Out, Matheson, um, Marino. Um Resigned after some drama. They resigned Malkin. Um, Latang resigned and Raquel resigned as well after being traded last season. I mean, this is gotta be here. This oh, they traded they traded for him last season. Yeah, at the deadline, right? Or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, they traded for him and then signed him. Yeah. Six year, like six something. Six year, five million. Five million. For some reason I think everybody just gets six million. Malkin, yeah, six like, by six always just sounds cooler. Yeah, uh, so Malkin six and by, six Chris by five. Latane, same deal. Um, I think Malkin got less term though. Yeah, he did. He got four years. Latang, what did Latang get? Six. 
he goes until the end of 27, 28. Six years. Jesus. Jeez. I can't believe, like, that's crazy. He's 35, and they signed him to a six-year contract. Like, they're just planning on LTIR. Do they not pay attention to, like, any better, like, older guy in the league lately? Like... Like, I mean, it's what's going to happen. It's going to end up being an LTIR contract because the way it's even set up, it's like he's got a signing bonus and a base salary this year, and he's got just the base next three years after that. And last two years is just $1 million base salary with 3.8 signing bonus. And it's, I don't – like, is, is he going to really play that? Like – He's so injury injured prone already too. Like, right, that's what I, I mean. That's what I always I always feel like he's or he's often injured. Let's see. I mean, he played I mean, a lot this year. Seventy played nine hundred and forty one games, and I mean, in one hundred and forty nine playoff games, like that's that's lots of games, man. And you're expecting yeah. six more years out of him, so okay. I Pittsburgh is gonna collapse in the next like three years. And they're not even giving themselves a chance to try to like prevent it, you know? Yeah. They're I think one of the oldest teams in the league, too. Oh god, they got it. Like their average age is 29.2. I don't know if there's a way to like search that at the moment. 29.2 for forwards, 29.8 for defensemen, and 29 for oh yeah. Goalies. All together. Average age is 29.4. Huh, that's crazy. I mean, when is this going to, like, finally fall for Pittsburgh? Like, they're always a team that people are like, this is it. They're done. They they can't compete. And then they fucking sneak into the third spot in the, like, in, in the division. Well, I don't know. Like, other teams collapse. And you still have Sidney Crosby, and he's just amazing still. <laughs> he's just solid. What is he up? Oh, he's he's got three years left. Yeah. God, Crosby's thirty-five. Jesus, we're getting old, man. We are getting old. This is insane. Yeah, it's all right though. You know, that's that's what happens. Yeah, he's got one of those deals that was twelve years, (laughs) eight point seven per. He's oh, such a, he's such a weirdo. He is. I'm yeah, number eighty-seven. I was born on August seventh, and I need to be paid eight, eight point seven million. That's really, I, you know, grow up. <laughs> grow up. Way to go. Way to go. Grow up, Crosby. There's more numbers than eighty-seven. I guess I tried to do everything thirteen, but whatever. Yeah, try winning <laughs> eighty-seven Stanley Cups, bud. <laughs> well, I mean, if he continues to play. Like, I don't know what you do. Like, that team needs to rebuild soon. And, like, I'm sure they don't want to do it for the length of his contract. But, like, if he doesn't choose to retire, do you just go, Sydney, we need to rebuild. We have no prospects. <laughs> I know he said, like, he was asked about his – when all the drama was going on with Latang and Malkin and all that, they, they asked him about contract, and he said, I have three years left. And then they're like, 
until you retire. And he goes, I have three years left and then we'll take it year by year. Yeah. So like, I, does he I, play somewhere else? Like if he wants to keep playing, dude, I can't picture him doing it. It's like, they, they, like, or do they keep just getting rid of every prospect that they have to try and just keep the window open while he's on the team? Does he go the Mario route? Where he signs a contract, but it's more based on he gets percentage of the team, and he kind of. You mean does like Mario sign that and give it to him? Like, what I'm saying, like, does he like? Yeah, does, but I mean, does he become like the new the next Mario Lemieux? Uh, I don't think so, but I don't know. It's just I don't think that team's going to be as good as they were last year, and. I don't know. They could sneak into a playoff spot. Like, it's weird for me because, like, just think, like, before we even start talking about all the other teams, I think, like, the third spot is open to basically any team that's left in that division. 100%. So, I don't know. Like, yeah, Pittsburgh's just old. (laughs) It's old. Like, and they've done they and they've proven that you can mortgage the future and it not bite you in the ass. I think that might be changing now with the deals they gave Latang and Malkin, but mm-hmm. up until this point, it proved the point and that you can do it. And I think it was what Stan was trying to do, and he did it wrong. Yeah, he didn't Ooh. do it at all. Did Malkin and Latang get no movement clauses? Uh, yes, I believe they did. Um, uh, Latang yeah. starting July 1st, 2026. It's a 10 team. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then Malkin just has a full no movement clause. I just love the fact that, like, if you're just looking at their cab friendly, it's like they have three 35 plus, like, no movement clause contracts. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. That's There's a lot of no movement clauses on this team. They are, they're fucked. They yeah. are, they are really, I fucked. feel like, I feel like. You either keep going or like next year when Gensel gets is supposed to get a new deal, maybe like maybe it's time to move them and like try and get some things back before it all falls apart. <laughs> they're gonna get lucky that when Gensel needs his deal, that's when the cap goes up a shit ton and they're gonna be fine. Did Brian Russ just recently signed a new deal? Yeah, he's starting yeah. his his first year in a six year contract too. That he signed in May. Damn. I mean, his deal takes him to when he's 36. Ricard Raquel's deal takes him to when he's like 36, 35. Fucking Malkin's deal has him going to like 40. And then Latang has it until 41. Can you imagine these guys are actually still on this team four years from now? That's the funny thing, too. 30, 30. When- when uh, Latang signed his deal, he goes, "Oh, Latang!" They they tweeted out Latang Penguin for life, and I was like, "I'm like, I kind of want to screenshot this and hold this for when this ultimately doesn't happen because I just I can't see that happening. It makes yeah. no, like it makes no sense." I love it. All right. Well, I mean, I, Pittsburgh needs to collapse anyway. It's yeah. it's just gotta happen. It's if gotta. it's gonna happen to us, it's gotta happen to them too. Yeah, there's no reason why they should be better than us for longer than us. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now you got the pens. So the pen, you know what pens need? They need caps. Washington Capitals, they finished fourth in the division. Uh 44, 26, and 12 for a hundred points. 
Um, they had some big moves this offseason. Not, not necessarily big moves, but they made a lot of moves. Um, they brought in Dylan Strom. They traded for Connor Brown. They signed Darcy Kemper. They And then I just put it because they're Hawks. Gus and Borkstrom, um, yeah. those guys came in. They traded away Vanacek. Um, I think that was like the main piece they lost. Yeah. Um, I think if they lost anybody, you can kind of you can kind of mark this as a loss. Is uh Nicholas Backstrom? Yeah, that's doesn't true. know when slash if he's going to play. Um, back issues going on uh with him. There was like rumors that he might just be done. He might be retiring. Yep. Um, he just LTIR for the rest of that deal. Yeah. So um, first- I mean. That's another another older team, right? You know, like they're they're big guns in like Ovechkin, Oshie, I mean Backstrom, who's injured, but like those guys are like mid thirties. Like Osh- Oshie's thirty five, Ovechkin's thirty six, Backstrom's thirty four. Um, I mean their big defenseman John Carlson's thirty two. Like that's like. Maybe the age of regression, and even like the rest of their decor. <laughs> Dimitri Olaf, thirty-one. Nick Jensen, thirty-one. Trevor Van Riemsdyk, thirty-one. Gustafson, thirty. Matt Irwin, thirty-four. And then Martin Fehiveri, Fehiveri is twenty-two. It's like they have a bunch of thirty-year-olds and then a twenty-two-year-old. I don't know. It's 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 one of those teams, you know, like just like Pittsburgh, like they've, they've been in the hunt for so long. They played so many games that like, it's not, I mean, I think they, they'll be able to compete because I think that the division is kind of like, like we said, up in the air for that third spot. But like, once they make the playoffs, I don't know. It doesn't really move the needle for me. I think a huge issue too is Darcy Kemper is going to find out if people are going to see that Darcy Kemper, isn't this amazing goalie that they were all calling him last year you know for winning the Stanley Cup and all that kind of stuff I think he's going to get exposed as one of those goalies that yeah he's good but the team he had in front of him in Colorado is miles ahead of the team he's going to have in front of him in Washington I think the opposite I think that because the team is going to be less like not as great defensively it's going to be like when he was in Arizona he was had to be dependent on a lot more that he had crazy, insanely great stats in Arizona because that team was so poor defensively. He's probably, I think he's the type of goalie that plays better the more action he has, which is why it hurt him a bit in, and like, he didn't look as great in, in Colorado was right, that's because fair. they were so good defensively. Like he even, he still had a great year in Colorado, like nine twenty one save percentage and 2.54 goals against average. But there's, in like toward the end of like the 2010s, 2018, 2019 Arizona, the team was not good. Two, three, three uh, goals against average and a nine, two, five save percentage in 55 fucking games. Like that's fair. That kind of shit. It's where it, and like when they had the playoffs in the bubble and then he was playing against uh, like Colorado and I forgot who else they played in the opener, but he stole games from Colorado, getting shelled fifty-five plus shots. Oh yeah, he uh, beat Colorado, and like it was like a huge, like almost sixty save game or something like that. Or yeah, like the year before, it was I, that was in the bubble because they didn't make the playoffs. Other than that, but it was just 
that's the that's the type of goalie I think he is, is that he plays better with the more action he gets. And he's definitely not gonna have the same type of defense that he had in Colorado. That's so very, he very he might just show up and be like up there this year. Okay, that's but fair. I, that I mean, a, I didn't think about it that way. Pick up by them. Um. Okay. Yeah. I I did not think of it that way, so it's very fair and valid points. <laughs> but yeah, this team is is weird too, because like, this is I think like maybe like a last hurrah for them, because after this year, you have an in your defensive core, you have John Carlson locked up for three more years. That's it, and then you have five forwards locked up and I mean the main guys are Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Oshie, and Mantha and I don't know if they're going to be able to keep or if they're going to want to keep some of these guys but like I don't know we'll see what happens man like they could be pretty decent but my so so what I have written down for them like my little storyline for them is I mean, this is, I mean, it's Ovechkin watch at this point, right? Exactly. Like 100, exactly. 114 goals away from Ty and Gretzky. I mean, at this point, you're just, you're just hoping they do whatever they can to get him the puck. And yeah, and, he does it this goals. year. 115 goals. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, that's like, that's all when I'm looking at this Washington team, that's like all I really kind of see with them. I think, I think they can make a playoff spot. I think they could get a wild card there, but I don't think that they're going to be one of those teams that it's like, yeah, they're in the playoffs every year, but they're also knocked out in the first round every year. Yeah. That's what it was last year. It was like, Oh yeah, they're in the playoffs, but like everybody's like, Florida's going to smoke them. Like, yeah. I just, yeah, I, be, but yeah, they, they didn't have like too much of a chance. Oh, I forgot. Like Tom Wilson's still there too. He was in their IR, right? Yeah. He's on their IR. But yeah, he's only got a deal up until next year too. So like, a lot of a lot of guys on one year contracts currently, which I mean, could benefit them if they want to get you know go and spend next year or whatever. But I mean, the way I see it too, you know, Dylan Strom now that's your guys' problem. Um, have fun with the inconsistency there. Um, don't expect him to play defense. Yeah, and if God forbid you don't put him on the top two lines. Oh, let's see. Where is he currently listed on their depth chart? Second line with Connor Brown and Anthony Mantha. I was going to laugh so hard if they had him projected their line. He's probably sitting at home. He's sitting on draft or cap friendly. Like, who? I'm on third line. Fuck this. I'm not going to play. That's how I think he sounds. That's how you think he sounds. 100%. Oh, God. All right. Speaking of consistency issues, we'll move on to uh, the New York Islanders who – was a very interesting team this offseason. Um, last year they finished 37, 35, and 10 for 84 points for fifth in the division. Um, 84 points, a and and te- uh, not technically a winning record. I was how, how do you say it? Not a winning. What was their percentage there? What the win oh, percentage? Just, uh, fuck. their points percentage is 512. Okay, so they're like 1.2. About 500, yeah. Okay, so about 500, because I always forget how you, you count, like, the overtime losses and all that, but. Yeah, I, I mean, it's if they finished with 82 points, they would have been at 500. So, all right, so after a rough start to the season on the road and then just getting absolutely screwed with COVID, 
Yeah. Um, it's a rough all around rough show. season for them. <laughs> then Barry Trotz gets let go as the season comes to an end. And then what does Lou do? Nothing. Cans him. Well, no, yeah, he's fine. But I'm saying after that, after, oh, yeah. after that's all said and done, and a team that missed the playoffs or a team that theoretically probably should be in the playoffs. Um, they're a great, I think they're a great team. I think they're a solid team. Needs a couple pieces. So so what does Lou do? He does nothing. He forgets that he even has to sign players. I think he was so convinced that Kadri was going to come there that he didn't even call Kadri up to ask him if he wants to come play. <laughs> because it took, let's see, I'm pulling until, up. Until what, Korea. August? The first signing that it was it was signing day that wasn't signing day yeah they had one yeah they had one entry-level deal so it wasn't a free agent or anything but the first like really signings they did was august 22nd over a month after they opened a free agency main move he made was at the drafts when he brought in uh romanoff from montreal which was yep. a part of the, the three-team deal to get uh, Kirby to Montreal and us the seventh overall or 13th overall pick. Hell yeah. Frank Bizarre. But yeah, I mean, they didn't really lose anybody. They didn't bring anybody in. Yeah, they didn't do a whole lot of anything. So <laughs> does this team that get was, that, I mean, was, that was it. They, they just picked up Romanoff. Um, yeah, it's just funny to me. Like the 22nd, 23rd, that's the only signings that they had. But oh, besides that ELC that you said on the 20 on the 15th, and well, most, they, of these, they, most of these were extensions too, I think, or guys like on that they're already on the team, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They just well, they didn't make any, they didn't go for any free agents really, like, they just yeah. filled in some spots, like, they didn't get anybody huge or anything like that, yeah. they uh, I don't know. Like it's weird. <laughs> Way to go, Lou. I mean, he's got to yeah. be—he's got to be done soon, right? Like, you—I don't know how you get rid of Barry Trotz, especially after the season that they had. Like, wasn't terrible. Like, they got screwed so hard, and yet they still almost made the playoffs. And wasn't was Sorokin not a Vesna candidate? But he had Elias Sorokin had an insanely good season. Like they still have this really good tandem of Barlamov and him for this year as well. And I just like I don't know, like you don't expect to have the same type of season that you had last year because of all like the no this year all the shit that happened. But this like, year was Igor, Markstrom, and Saros. Oh okay, yeah. E- either way, Sorokin's gonna probably. I mean. I don't know, maybe not this year anymore because they don't have trots. Like, remember what like the Islanders were before trots came in? They were last in the league in in like shots goals, against and goals shots against. And goals, yeah. Yeah, shots allowed and goals against. Just, I know the team's pumped. They're, they're they're pumped for the guy they brought in because he he's been I think he was the defensive coach. Lane Lambert. Yeah, I think think that's who it was and i, I know yeah, they're no. excited for him he, but... yeah it says that he was just an associate coach for the last three almost four years which i'm assuming sure like well that's another that's a good thing at least that like they just 
bumped up a guy that was coaching with trots so he he's seen it like be done yeah now he gets to put his own little spin on it but i mean the team barely changed like you said maybe they can be a little bit more consistent this year they're not gonna hopefully have any kind of like arena issues and we're like covid issues or any kind of shit like that anymore yeah, I mean, you were talking about – I mean, you're essentially have the same team that went to back-to-back conference final. Right. So it's like, can you get consistent? Can you can you move on? And, like, let's get this happening. Um, the other thing, too, is Barzell's in a contract I season right now. I was just about so to say that. He's yeah. going to probably go off. <laughs> oh, baby. I mean, there's thoughts that they were going to trade. He have like kind of a he had kind of a down year last year, only 59 points in 73 games. Yeah, he did say that's a down year. I drafted him in fantasy, and he was doing shit for me. And then I drop him, and I forgot who picked him up. And then he fucking turned it up, and I was so pissed. I did. You did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think like out of some of the teams that we've already talked about, I think the Islanders still have probably like a little bit of a better chance. Of having a better season, I mean, they have they they have the best chance of having a better season than they did last year because it is the same team that basically was in the conference finals yeah, two, three 100%. years ago. It's um, a normal season. But for them. I, out of like the Penguins and the Capitals, I think the Islanders have the best shot of like getting that third spot. It's just a matter of can they do it without Barry Trotz, right? And. I don't know. I think that's pretty much it. Is can they do without what's post Barry Trotz life going to be? Yeah, they don't even have anybody have... on like IR or anything either, too. So they're gonna. It looks like they'll probably end up starting the season healthy, like full squad. I love and... that they're still paying Rick D, Rick DiPietro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's never ending. It's forever. <laughs> um, I and Islanders are just Oliver Wallstrom too. That's the kid. Hey. I wonder if he's going to have a good season. That's why I wanted the Hawks to draft, and they took. They didn't. He didn't make it to them, didn't he? Or was it when they took Boquist? I think it's when they took Boquist. Yeah, because he was taken eleventh overall in 2020, 2020, 2021? I remember. 2018. Twenty. Yeah, twenty eighteen. What am I fucking talking about? Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Yeah, Boquist. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, that kid's supposed to be a goal scorer. And so far, 25 goals in 126 games. So not much. But, you know, he's still what? Only 22. Yeah. See what happens. So probably the team with the most interesting offseason is coming in. They finished sixth in the division last year. Uh, Lumbus, Columbus. Uh, 37, 38, and 7 for 81 points. Um, they brought in a guy. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Um, Johnny Hockey, old Johnny Goudreau, uh, Johnny Ham and Cheese, uh, the New Jersey kid who everybody thought was going to go to New Jersey, um, or Philadelphia. Oh, shocked the world and signed with Columbus. Yeah. Out of all the places, he goes, Wow, this is a cool city. <laughs> <laughs> out of all the places that the, the, the hockey teams travel to on a regular basis, he's like, wow, this place is you've seen, great. <laughs> you've seen Women's World, right? Yeah. When they're doing the green screen and they're doing like the different town or cities and all this, and then it pulls up Delaware and they're like, hi, 
we're in Delaware. Like that's just how I, I picture like Columbus like making their pitch. Like, yeah, we're we're Columbus. Our big I thing mean, is Ohio State football. Yeah, right. We'll play hockey here. <laughs> and then Ohio State basketball. Uh they also added um good Branson. Yeah, which I mean maybe a mistake because right yeah that was like kind of, they didn't think that maybe they didn't think that Goudreau was coming they signed him by uh, a four by four yeah which I, I think a lot of people online are like what <laughs> like what him, are you doing and they gave him a 10 no team tra- uh 10 team no trade list um uh, they lost um Bjorkstrand they traded him to Seattle, Seattle. as a cap uh, it's kept casualty. <laughs> it's like ah, I guess I guess we'll keep good Branson. Yeah, uh, but, then, I mean it kind of like makes a little sense as well though to to get rid of your strand because like your top six is pretty nasty with like just as like the wingers you got Goudreau and Line A like Nyquist which is who I thought that they were gonna end up trying to trade and then Jakub Voracek. Because yeah, we said that too, Johnson we were like, in. we were like Davidson, get on the phone right now, yeah, and offer something for Nyquist. But I guess Nyquist still can offer something though, and I mean they could probably use that as trade bait closer to the to the deadline too, kind of like what we would have done with them. Yeah, I mean they they have a good mix of like veteran leadership and young guys. Like Cole Sillinger is the guy that they ended up picking with that graphic that we traded them for yeah. uh, Seth Jones and he was the youngest player in the NHL last year and had 31 points in 79 games like I'm sure he'll probably have a really good season Kent Johnson is going to be coming in after playing um a University of Michigan with like Owen Power and oh, like, yeah. even years and I'm sure he's going to get a decent shot he only had three points in nine games last year but this team's going to be pretty stacked offensively like god damn dude Patrick Liney resigned for four Line, years. Liney's so more excited than he's ever been. He bought to in. Play. Can you like, imagine what his number is going to be now, having Goudreau just fucking tossing him the puck? Dude, like <sighs> if they just had a more legit number one center, I think that that line would be so scary. But right now, it's listed as Boone Jenner being their number one center, which, I mean, he's fine. He's their captain. But he, it's just like Marcus Nick Foligno 2.0, basically. Yeah. So that's all I think of. He's never had more than 50 points in a season. He's kind of like a two way guy. Like if they had a very, like, 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 fuck, man, if Cole Sillinger like starts to go off this year and then he ends up being first line, like that would, that would be gross. God, Sillinger, Goudreau, and Lane. Oh, God. Yeah. Give me that. Are so, is this? Are they ready to compete, or are they still a year, a year, a couple players off? Well, with the downturn of Pittsburgh and Washington, I think like Columbus is gonna like. I I'm gonna keep saying it. Spot number three is up for grabs. Right. Like Merz Leakins, like wanted to play insanely great for um, uh, Kiv Lennox, um. But yeah, he he. It came out that he was like getting a little PTSD every time that cannon went off at home, kind of like hurt his play a bit. So hopefully he's 
going to be doing a little bit better this year, but he he's insanely great too. I mean, Boquist is just going to be better. He got a, a new deal. Him and Wierenski are going to be sick. Like this team is going to be good and they have the potential to like just grow and be even better. Like the, for the next like few years. Is this, is this note on cat friendly with Corpus Allo, the hip injury? Is that new? Like it says it's about to be out for the season. Is that for this upcoming season or was that last sure. season? So if you go to the depth chart, oh, and you get the injury icon next to his name for Corpus Allo. Expected it. Oh, injury, hip injury. Hm. I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah. So I don't know. If was, I mean, he played last year, right? He's listed as being active and not injured reserve. Uh, I think he played last year. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, that kind of changes things a little bit too, just not having a solid backup, you know? Yeah, I don't know who their backup would be. But, I mean, I'm sure they just want Merzlikens, like, carrying the brunt of the load anyway. I forgot that, like, the Tashir. Oh, no, that's old. It's old. Okay. Yeah, it's it expects to be ready for the 2022-2023 campaign. Ah, uh, the Alexander Tashir kid like went back home. Yeah, like he's playing in I think he just signed Switzerland, in Switzerland, which Switzerland. is weird because he left the team to be in that substance abuse. That's what he's listed as being. That's like that's abuse. what I was going to bring up too. Like that's kind of a weird situation. Like. How can you be in well, that? Well, it's a substance abuse behavioral health program. But how can so, you be in that and then go sign for another in, the, in another league? I don't know. I have no idea. And that's what I, I don't know exactly understand. how that works. It's like, I, I, was it not like a family thing? Like, is that what it was? Originally, I don't yeah, because he was he missed like he left the team last year. Was uh, it? Um, no, he's just currently playing. March March tenth of last, last year, year, he was granted indefinite leave of absence for personal reasons. Oh, well, twenty August twenty fourth, he will remain in his native France for the twenty twenty two twenty twenty three campaign and won't play for the Blue Jackets this season. The same day, he was announced that he signed for ZSC Lions. Hmm. I don't know. They also have uh, James Neal on a PTO. That's right. Is this a year James Neal makes it all the way? Yeah, not in Columbus. Sorry. Um, did you know about the eight-player rule for the PTO, by the way, or for preseason? There's a what? Allegedly, so allegedly there's a rule in the NHL that you have to have eight veterans dressed every preseason game. Oh, okay. So that is kind of an explanation on why all these teams sign PT- players to PTOs. Hmm that don't necessarily like make sense or why they would be with the team because um, it's just so they can get their veteran bodies in the lineup early before they, they start throwing in their normal guys. Oh, that's weird. Okay. I never knew that. Thanks Reddit. Nope. Reddit taught me. Reddit taught me. Thanks Reddit. Um, all right, let's move along. we got two teams left. I know we're kind of going a little bit long here. Um, New Jersey, 27, 46 and nine for 63 points. Vanacek, Marino, Hala, Plot, 
they lost Paulo Zaka. Yeah. This team finally going to be good. I feel like this team is always flirting with, with, Hey, this team has got a great roster. Now they can do this. They're, they're going to go off and, you know, be a playoff team. And then they're at the bottom of the division. I mean, it didn't help last year that Jack Hughes got hurt and he was having a fucking insanely good season, 56 points in 49 games. Um, I they definitely got better though, and I just I don't know I want them to like be be good. I do too. I, I, <laughs> I, I want think Jack, Jack, Hughes. Jack Hughes is so good, so awesome to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I I think they Mackenzie Blackwood was out most of the season last year too. He Cold only played twenty five games. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know if he's like the guy anymore. I mean, especially with check uh, in there now, and they gave him, yeah, a three point four million dollar for three years. You got, let's see, yeah, I mean, like they were probably on the lower end of like making the playoffs, but if Jack Hughes has an insane season like he was last year, like I think there's a good chance. You got Jesper Bratt too on a mm-hmm. one year deal. He's still an RFA next year, but it, it it was a very much a hey, prove it and we'll do it again. Him, yeah, and we'll pay yeah. the deal. Um yeah, I want this team to be good. I really I, they like out of some of the teams that we've talked about, like they I think have like some of the better like one, two centers and Nico Hiche and Jack Hughes. And like those are great pieces to build around. I mean, it helps when you get fucking first overall. Like <laughs> Yeah, Palat, Hughes, Brett as the number one. I mean, that's a solid number one line right there. They, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. This, that's I good stuff. This, yeah, I want that's good stuff. Game. Still bad. Um, yeah, I mean, was Dougie Hamilton hurt? No, he wasn't. He just only put up 30 points in 62 games. Well, I mean, he was hurt. He missed 20 games. Yeah, but, I mean, the previous years – in Carolina, though, too, it was 42 points in 55 games and 40 points in 47. Also short in seasons. Still more points last game. I know. Okay, fair. <laughs> they're, talking about, they're talking about games played. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm, saying, I'm saying more points, less games. No, so like, he's, that's usually pretty, that's why. he's usually pretty healthy. 82, 81, 82, 82, 47. So he missed some time in that one because that was the year it pretty much got shut down at 71. Are they not having Alexander Holtz coming in? It's one of their young guys. He's not, he had 51 points in 52 games in the AHL. I think that's – um, what's his name? Fuck. The kid in uh, Detroit. Luke – oh, fuck. Holt, it, it's the other Holtz kid. I think they're brothers. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. He It was him and Cider that would, like – lighten it up this year at the beginning of the year then cider was the only one that was like consistently doing fantastic how do you not know who i'm talking about i, I don't know i know raymond cider. isn't it raymond holtz no it's lucas raymond raymond, raymond holtz <laughs> never mind i don't know why i'm thinking you're talking about lucas raymond yes that's why i don't know i'm a fucking idiot 
Well, yeah, because I'm starting to read another this. Holt somewhere. Raymond of the Red Wings, Holt of the Devils, forever linked. Yeah, why is that? <laughs> uh, I pulled the article. Uh, Are they both in Sweden together? In the build-up to the 2020 entry draft, the two Swedish sensations were paired together in the National Junior Squad, an unrelated version of the Sandine Twins. That's why. Production where Raymond would be selected somewhere between the second and fifth overall draft day. Holtz was ready to go anywhere from the seventh to tenth. Yeah, so I'm dumb when it comes to that. And the Red Wings claimed with the fourth pick, and then three selections later, the devil selected Holtz. Hmm. Dude, that's yep. I, I can't wait to talk about next week because I think there were some good teams I want to talk about next week that are I'm excited for. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. Philly. Philly special, uh, 25, 46, and 11 for 61 points. They brought in Tony D'Angelo. Uh, they brought in Torts. Um, another GM that just kind of shit the bed. They brought in Nick Delorier. <laughs> just a real big Philly guy. Just a fighter. Uh, geez, like, I don't know. This team, like, Carter Hart hasn't really done as well as he did like his rookie year really he yeah he okay. he's borderline turning into a bust and the team, the team just hasn't been good either, it's been, yeah i mean this is another thing too though it's like if you're gonna bring up a goalie young you better make sure that you're built to support him plus they I forgot they traded for rasmus ristolainen oh god yeah that was last season. Just wolf. But yeah, man. Like they got rid of Drew. They brought in they traded a redhead for a redhead, so they got Owen Tippett. I mean, who ended up Travis Connecting had the most points on the team last year with fifty two. Really? I just I don't know. I think Katuria yeah, Katuria was hurt for most of the season, which was a was like pretty brutal. He only played twenty nine games. And he's insanely good. But, I mean, he's also just kind of like a, a Jonathan Taze two-way guy. I'm legit blind. Why are they not on cap friendly? Who? Philly. Yeah, they are. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm, like, looking through, and I'm like, where are they? And thinking because, you know, they got nobody, you know, they didn't bring anybody in. They'd still be pretty in the middle or the low. No, there's still $2 million over the cap right now. Yeah. They, yeah. they, and, and still with Katoria and Ryan Ellis on. I forgot. Yeah. IR. They yeah. actually sneaky might be a team to be worried about for worse, you know, like worse record. Oh, you know? for like, yeah. Well, I mean, if any, if it's anything like 2007, we'll, they can be the worst and then we'll just take first overall. Yeah, I just yeah, this is a team, and I'm just my main story with them is how the fuck is the trot situation gonna go with them? I know, and I mean, he even said they haven't even started torts, torts, sorry, torts situation. Like he even said before, they haven't even had training camp yet, and he's already like, I don't like the atmosphere in this locker room. I got a problem yeah. with it. Like Jesus Christ! Like, All right, torts. Like, come on, like, fuck. <laughs> always good. It's always good to have. I love him in there just for the sound bites. Yeah. But oh my God, old man yelling at the sky like Jesus! 
figure it out. But like, I don't understand why they did that or why I don't think it's going to work. And I'm just curious how long he actually lasts in Philly before they, they switch it up. Yeah. Probably as long as the GM lasts. Cause I think he's on the chopping block. Yeah. Cause what was it? I saw, I think there's a post the other day that was just like Philly fans. Like when they introduced the GM it's like, he's got a plan. Philly fans like four years later, what's the plan? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long he's he's actually been Chuck Fletcher. Let's see, when was he appointed the GM? Like, 2019. So he's been the he's been at the helm for three years, and so yeah. it's like three years later they're still like, "Hey Chuck, what's the plan, bud?" <laughs> I mean, you got to give it him credit though when he was asked why they didn't try for Goudreau, and his response was, "Eh, we would have to move some pieces, and it, it just probably would have been too much work." <laughs> oh man, I forgot. This is the guy that signed Ryan Suter and Zach Parise in Minnesota to those deals, where uh-huh. the the owners like, here, I had, I'm giving you like 196 million dollars. Go get, go get me a team with it. All right, guys, I got you two players. Two players. Here you go. <laughs> oh yikes! Yeah. So Philly, I think they're the consensus uh, number eight in this division for me. Yeah, I I think every other team has a chance besides them. All right, but well, let's we'll uh, let's wrap this up here. Let's go playoffs. Who's making the playoffs from this division? First, are you doing any wild cards from this division, or are you just doing the top three? I'm gonna just do top three. I don't I don't know. All just right. top three. All right, who do you got one in the division? Carolina. I think that's easy. I agree. Number two. Uh, I I think Rangers can have the best chance of being in the second spot. I'm gonna go just for giggles and just to be different. I'm saying the Islanders. Okay. I still, I don't think that's too far fetched. I really don't think so. I don't either. Because I was gonna put them third. You put them third. Yeah. All right, and just because I want them, I'm gonna put New Jersey third okay <laughs> no they okay. it would be fourth I, i'm I'm taking a wild card team they have they have a lot of things no to, no because you better the atlantic yeah. is just too good no so no i will go yeah. i'll fucking stick with pittsburgh because you know they're gonna be there and yeah. it's gonna be infuriating and whatever that's gonna be um, one of pittsburgh or, or, or washington so so, all right. So that is our Metropolitan Division uh, preview next week, the Atlantic, um, which I think is probably going to be the most fun to talk about and might arguably be the best division in hockey right now. But yeah, we'll that next week. Um, Tanner, you got anything else before we let go? We, we no. Get off. All right. What do you want to call it? Just <laughs> Metro preview 2022. <laughs> creative let's go i, like I mean just keep it simple yeah you know all right so for tanner and jerem this is uh episode 191 the metro division preview 2022 uh make sure to follow us on spotify apple Podcasts. subscribe to the youtube channel five star review on apple Podcasts and spotify social media at wcb podcast facebook the winning state podcast uh check me out on hockeybuzz.com i have a couple articles up there already um yeah so until next week i'll see you later all right love you Bye. The Windy City Benders Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. 
And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>